Um, I want to ask, you can say no, um, if you could channel something for our listeners as we end the podcast. Okay. I will see what comes up for me. So uh, again, I always start with kind of an mm-hmm. opening prayer, so I'll start with that. All right, Father God, Archangels, Ascended Masters, Angels and Guides, I ask that you would give me a message for the collective, something that helps them for their highest and best good. Thank you. So what I just got was we want you to... Welcome to another episode of Awaken Now What. I'm your host, Helen. And I'm your host, JR. Awaken Now What is a podcast that illuminates your spiritual awakening and ascension. Today, we will be talking about how to properly channel. And we have a lovely guest to help guide us through that journey. She is a healer, channeler, spiritual teacher, and intuitive. She hosts the very successful podcast, Awaken Your Inner Awesome. Waken your inner awesomeness. Uh, let's welcome Melissa Oatman to the show. Hey. Welcome, I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. We, def- we have a lot of channelers in our audience. Melissa, can we break down the proper way to channel and how to do it correctly? Everyone has their own method for how they do it. I can only tell you what I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people might say, oh, yeah, that's what I do, too. And other people might say, no, I do this whole thing. I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it. I think you have to um, be comfortable with your own method. And practicing a lot is really helpful because at first, when I first started channeling, I would doubt myself. I would say, oh, no, that's just me coming up with the message. But the way that I connect with is through either feelings or it's thoughts that pop into my head and so it's just like a knowing and when I first started channeling I would just set the intention I would say okay universe I would like to have a message and I would just sit in stillness I would have my pen and paper with me and I would just allow my mind to just wander if you will go free and allow whatever came in to me to come in and then I would jot down anything that I got and at first like I said I thought oh okay this is just me thinking things and it's coming but I realized when I started working with clients that it wasn't because I would start giving them information that there's no way I could know not things like your mother's name was so-and-so because you can look that up but I can feel that you're very frustrated at your job right now and it feels like someone is giving you a hard time and there's conflict and it's making you feel very insecure. Well, I don't know how, I can't look up how are you feeling at your job right now. You know, those aren't things that you can research. So that's how I knew that what I was getting was genuine and not just my own thoughts coming in 
And so the more that I began to practice it, then I would start to ask, okay, because the first it was, what's the message for me? What do you want me to know? And then it became, what do you want the collective to know? What message can I give to the collective? And I honestly felt like I channeled my first book because it just came so, like, I wrote it so quickly. And I feel like if it were just me sitting down to write it, it would have taken a lot longer to <laughs> write it. And the words were just flowing. So I feel like I did use that channeling ability to help me in, in the writing process. And so that's at least the way that I connect. Yeah, and to piggyback off your idea, uh, I just had this idea last night. A lot of musicians, singer-songwriters, actors even, are channeling. And um, some aren't even aware that they're doing it, but they're channeling some sort of other energy to to have this flow of information go through them, right? Whether it be through a great song or uh, a great performance in, in a movie um, we're all channeling. I think in one of your podcasts, you said that like, we're all channels and we just know how we have to know how to properly tap into that. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, think of a time when a brilliant idea popped into your head and you thought, how did I come up with that? And to me, when that happens to me, I know it was divinely placed there that, you know, wasn't of my own accord. I would love to tube my own horn and say, oh yes, I'm an amazing person, <laughs> but I know that a lot of times the brilliant ideas that I have or things that come to me are divine guidance. You know, it's it's channeling that I'm doing, you know, from my guides or part of loved ones or whoever, angels, whoever is around trying to help out at that particular moment. And I think you're right. And I've even heard musicians say, yeah, especially musicians who are very in touch with their spirituality, that they've had musicians who've crossed over give them song ideas you know they'll say oh yeah i connected with i've heard that about john lennon i think and i don't remember which musician it was but they said oh yeah john lennon was helping me to write the song and i believe that Great. for sure i've definitely seen it in my own life that i've had guidance from somewhere right. <laughs> someone something i pick up in somebody who might be wanting to learn how to channel or is in the beginning of their spiritual awakening there is some mistrust still, and like whether it be to the divine or because it's an ego ploy. Like, um, what might you have to share or shed light on around that when you're feeling more mistrust than you might in the flow of the channel? Um, I would say the biggest thing about that is to just keep doing it because once you channel, if you do it so many times, just like I had that aha moment of this is not me, this is not coming from me. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And also the more you'll start to trust in what you're getting because um, you can try it with friends and family too. You could try channeling a message for yourself, but try channeling one for someone else. You know, ask your friend like, hey, do you mind if I ask the universe for a message for you? At, you know, you want to make sure you have their permission and then ask, okay, what is a message that I need to give my friend that will only make sense to my friend, but will help my friend for her highest good or his highest good? And then see what comes to you and then tell your friend the message 
and see the response that your friend gets because that's the validation for me is when I work with people and they say, how did you know that? Uh, or I really needed to hear that. How did you know I needed to hear that? That's, that's awesome. fun. Um, yeah, yeah, let's try it. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a call after this recording. <laughs> um, are there any proper protection shielding techniques that one must do before even trying to channel? I know that there are, I mean, I've come across in my spiritual research that there have been kind of people who have hijacked the channel, um, false light teachings and, and that sort of, you know, area should, should the listeners be cautious and what protection shielding techniques should they implement in their own channeling practices? Well, I say the first thing is don't even put that fear out there that that could happen to you because I think, you know, a lot of times when we have that fear, we're attracting the darker things to us. So number one, don't be afraid. Number two, I always start with an opening prayer and I call in only the highest and best messages and from the highest and best beings. So, and that was the one thing I guess I didn't start with is I start with an opening prayer and I set the intention and I ask for what I'm hoping to receive, which would be a message for the collective or a message for my friend or a message for myself. And I ask that the message help me for my highest and best good and that it come from only di divine beings who are of their highest and best good. And I think in that way, you are protecting yourself because if you're setting the intention that only pure light beings are coming in, then you're not going to have like these negative energies coming in. And is there a specific way that you close? I just say thank you. Thank you for the message. Always with gratitude because I think um, gratitude is everything. And I think that the universe really appreciates the gratitude after each session so that's awesome uh i remember i think this was in your episode channeling for dummies i think that that's what it was um you said that if you were able to see see spirits or entities that it still kind of freaks you out right um it's still it's still kind of like there's still a little bit of fear in that area and me too like when i first um jumped into the world of spirituality i was freaked the fuck out I think when I first woke up, a year after I woke up, I uh, I was able to let my guides and and angel team control my hands. So I would go into a meditative state and I'd I'd leave my hand out there, like on the on the desk or beside the bed, and with the intent for them to use it. And I would uh, I don't do it anymore because. At the time, I didn't really properly know how to do it, so I don't know. It freaked me freaked me out. But when I was doing it, they would kind of they would take over my hand and it would move like this because I mean, spirits are are they don't really know what it's like to be in a body, um, and so they're just trying right. to gain control and get feeling of what the hand was, and so I just kept moving it like that, like that, and then I would ask them questions, and then it, it would respond with like a finger tap or something like that or just like a like a, a hand on the face just kind of like caressing my face you also mentioned in one of your episodes that there are different types of channeling and the channeling that where the spirit actually takes over the body and actually can project its own voice do you have experience with that 
I don't personally have experience with that myself and doing that, but I have had two different guests on who have done it live on my show. And one I just had the other day, um, it was Angie Hippel, Angie Hippel, and she channels Judah, who is the collection of angels who are here to teach us how to let go of our limiting beliefs and learn how to, you know, love ourselves completely. And so she went into uh, channeling. And the unfortunate part for me, I know you guys use your video for the podcast. And I don't, except for on my Patreon page, people join there and then they can see the videos of the interviews that I do. And I wish my entire audience could have seen this interview because she completely transformed. Whoa. Her face changed, her voice changed, uh, even her movement changed when she was channeling. And I had the same uh, similar situation with another channeler and I am trying to remember his first name was david and i'm not going to be able to remember his last name <laughs> off the top of my head but he's also a channeler and he channeled uh, some messages on my podcast for us as well and same thing his face changed his voice changed so i do believe that you know that is a thing and it is very real and i've seen james van Prague do that as well uh he channels i think one of his guides so I think it's very interesting. I think it is possible. I have never done it myself. I think I'm too afraid to give up control of my body long enough to let something else control it. Um, Same. So that's something. It would be interesting to try, but <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. That, there's part of it that freaks me out, right? This is part of a freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the people that do do it, I've seen great. Visions in front of me, and that freaked me out the first time I saw that too. Um, I had a vision. One of my friends, her son, passed away, and she was very worried about him because he wasn't in necessarily a good place in his life when he passed. And I woke up very distinctly seeing a vision of Jesus completely illuminated, like at the foot of my bed with her son. And to me, I just knew that was like, let her know he's okay. Like he's okay. So she needs to know that. Um, but I, I had never had such a clear, it was almost like, okay, was that a dream? But I knew I wasn't dreaming. I knew I was awake and I stayed awake after it went away. So that to me was a really, um, interesting experience. Yeah. It kind of leads me to my next question. Uh, how important are dreams and dream time? Um, they're very important and it yeah it, it really it depends so not all dreams are visitation dreams not all dreams have you know prophetic you know meaning to them and they're not not all of them sometimes dreams are just your mind's way of untangling what's happening in your life right now um, for example I often had dreams of my teeth falling out. It scared me to death. And I'm like, oh, is this like, am I going to lose my teeth? And doing a little research, I realized it's just a symbolism for not having control over some aspect of your life. And it's good to know, though, because right. when you look at your dreams and you think, okay, this is why I'm having this dream, then you kind of stop having the dream because it's your body telling you you need to look more into this aspect of your life. But sometimes... 
your dreams are visitation mm -hmm. from your loved ones. I find if you have a dream and it seems very real and you wake up going, was that a dream? Um, then it was probably a visitation. I had uh, a great aunt who she fell down the stairs when she was um, in her early 90s. She fell down the stairs and hit her head and she was in the hospital. She was in ICU. And then they said, oh, she's getting better. She's getting better. She's improving. And then I had a dream about her and she came to me in my dream and said, I died, you know, and, and I thought, no, you, you didn't. They said you were getting better. You know, it was just such a weird dream, but it felt very real. Right. And then the next day, whenever I was going about my day, we got the message that she wasn't improving and that they were just going to send her to, um, to uh, like a hospice facility and just allow her to pass. Wow. So that was very strange to me that, you know, that I would have dreamt that. Normally I would just wave that off as, oh, that wasn't, that was just a dream. But I really think that that was her way of coming through and just saying, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that it was more like, I'm going to be okay was the message that she gave, even though I like I died, but I'm okay. I'm I'm here. I'm still here and I'm okay. And to me that was a comforting thing about it anyway. Hey everyone, I hope you're loving this episode so far. Our mission at Awaken Now What is to illuminate your spiritual awakening and ascension. If you're feeling overwhelmed, confused, or frustrated with your awakening, then make sure to check out our Awaken Mastery journey. Me and Helen have created a 16-week masterclass to guide you through your awakening so that you can uncover your gifts as a healer and teacher. For more information, click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the episode. I am curious about... Um, what are, what's the nuanced difference between mediumship and channeling? That's a good question. So in channeling, you are allowing, I think, the entity to send messages directly through you. And in mediumship, and it, it again, it depends on how you connect because there are some people who see spirit. They actually see the images of your loved one, or they just get images that pop into your head. And sometimes they use those as symbols. You'll hear mediums say, well, a red rose is my symbol for love, or it's my symbol for marriage. Mm. So sometimes people who are more visual will have images that then pop into their head, and then they can kind of connect the dots and create a story from the, the images that they're receiving. Some people hear their departed loved ones they right. hear and and i have had this happen to me uh where i was getting ready to fall asleep and this is where things seem to happen the most because i think we're uh, the most relaxed and not the in theta, totally the, in our head right the theater frequency or more yes exactly and i've heard uh, my name being called out and i recognize the voice and it was some um, i've had it happen where it's people who are still alive and I've had it happen where it's people who cross over. And with the people who are still alive, the interesting thing was I would say, did did you call my name or did you say my name last night? And the person laughed and said, well, I was praying for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's so weird because I heard my name distinctly and I heard your voice say it. 
So I think that's really interesting. Um, and I think the difference is in channeling, you're allowing something to take over uh, either your thoughts or, you know, if, if you allow them to come in and completely take over your body and, and use you. Whereas in mediumship, you're connecting to spirit, but they're not necessarily in you and using you. Hmm. You're just connecting to their essence, whether it is sometimes we get smells, like I will smell cigarette smoke and I know that's my grandpa. Or you may have, um, like I said, images. You may just feel their presence. Some people really feel energy. And so that hairs on their arms stand up or they feel the back of their neck or maybe you feel something brushing your cheek or you feel something touching the back of your head that's how some people connect everyone is different i think we all have abilities Mm -hmm. it's about working with them and practicing and really learning how to use them some are stronger than others i think we all have every ability but i just don't think that we tap into them and use them and and that takes practice like anything. It's like a muscle and you have to continue working it and using it. And most of us don't. And most of us will take whatever we're dominant in and run with that. Just like a normal human thing, right? If you're good at playing baseball, you don't usually go try to play football and bat. You usually stick with the thing you're good at it. You just keep practicing that. And I think we do that same thing when we are using our, uh, our psychic abilities. Right. We channel our guides, right? Our angel team, our spirit guides, um, and other angelic beings or entities. Are we able to channel, say, our future selves or our future selves on another alternate timeline? That's a good question. And I know people who do that. Um, I know uh, I was in a group meditation session one time. We were doing a guided meditation. And the leader of the group guided us to see ourselves in a different timeline. And it was a future timeline. It's the same thing, really, as doing a past life meditation, if you think about it. Right. But instead of going backwards. You're going forward. So, yes, I do believe it is definitely possible. Yeah, we had a, <laughs> uh, we interviewed a past life regression therapist, and we were talking about past lives the whole time, and then future life regression came up. And you said that it is possible. It is possible to access information, access and intuit um, this energy of these future yous, these future selves in not only the future timeline, but parallel alternate infinite timelines, which, I mean, when you have access to that, it's so much access to information to help you live your current life in this timeline. It's just insane. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy (laughs) shit. It's crazy shit. Yeah, it definitely is. But if you, you know, think about things like the Akashic record, Mm -hmm. There are people who go in and read those and you see all of your lifetimes. So mm-hmm. you could go in and look at the future and your Akashic records. So why couldn't you, you know, if it's forbidden for you to access that, you wouldn't be able to do it using the Akashic records either. So I think 
I think maybe the one thing that people are afraid of is if I know this information, is it going to alter my life? And, you know, there's always that question, right? Like, if I know too much, is it going to deter me from what I came here to learn? Because, you know, we would love to bypass all of the crappy stuff in our lives. Mm-mm. But unfortunately, we actually signed up to come here and do that and experience mm-hmm. it so that we could use it to elevate our soul's growth. And I don't think that, I don't think you have the ability really to do that. I think we have a little bit of free will, but I believe that our paths really, once we get here, are set. So even if you learned that information, I don't know that it would, I don't think you would get enough that it would cause you to Mm. be able to change your path. Mm. But that's just my belief. Interesting. Interesting. That's a fun kind of exploration to really understand free will. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because I I come across people all the time who, I mean, I've had a lot of suffering in my own life. I get it. I understand it. But they'll say, why in the world would I have chosen that? I would not have chosen that for myself. And I understand that logic and the reasoning but when we're souls and we're on the other side, we don't feel the heaviness of earth. We don't feel the pain that we're, we're experiencing right now. So I like to compare it to when you took college classes and you saw that, well, I'm dating myself, but we looked in a book and saw the college guide instead of getting other computer and doing it. But I would look through the catalog and say, that sounds fascinating. I Philosophy, yes. Yes, I want to take that. Accounting, yes. Yes, I want to take that. I want to know how to like count numbers. And and then I got in the classes and I wanted to cry because I thought, why did I sign myself up? <sighs> like I voluntarily signed myself up right. for this and it's torture. Right. I don't like this class at all. And I think that's what we do. I think on the other side, we say, what would elevate my soul fastest? Oh, having mm. to deal with it. Oh, if I have to deal with this, that's going to help me grow faster. And I think that's what I do. I think we just pick all of these scenarios and we have to experience a multitude of things anyway. I think we pick them not realizing we don't know how that's going to really cause us to feel once we get here. Once we get here, it can feel very overwhelming. But I always try to remember that there's a lesson in everything that we go through and we have a choice. We can either play the victim and lay down and say, okay, I'm not going to get back up again. I quit. I'm going to take my ball and go home because I don't like this. But then you're not learning anything and you're just miserable. Or you can take things that maybe you saw as tragedy and turn it into something beautiful and use it to help others or to help yourself. And I think we, we have that choice every single day. I have one more question about channeling. Do animals ever come through through for you or elementals such as like the the dragon energies fairy energies um that's a good question i've never channeled an animal per se but i have had i've had visitations Mm. from animals um i was laying on my bed one night after this was when i was a little girl we had two cats and i love them dearly and they just they became too much work for my mom, who was a single mom and couldn't take care of everything. So she ended up finding a home for them with an older woman who was home all of the time and could take care of them. And I was devastated and heartbroken that, 
you know, I didn't have these cats anymore. But one night I was laying down and I felt distinctly something jump on my legs. Mm. And it was the same feeling that I had when my cats would jump on my legs. <sighs> and so I knew it was, you know, I didn't see the cat per se, but I knew it was the cat. I knew it was one of those cats coming to visit. And another time we had a dog when I was pregnant who would always sleep right by my side of the bed because if I, I would have to get up in the middle of the night and go get a snack because I would be starving. I couldn't sleep through the night without being hungry, having twins. Mm. So I would wake up to go get a midnight snack and he would follow me because he knew that if I got a snack, he would get a snack too. <laughs> so he always slept so that I would step on him when I woke up smart because dog. then I would wake him up. He'd follow me, right? <laughs> it was very smart. <laughs> And right after he passed away, I was I was laying down and drifting off to sleep in my bed, like it was a hop on there, and it was exactly the same feeling that I had when he would jump on the bed when he was alive. So I knew oh, that was yeah. also a visitation trim, you know, trim. But I do. I've had people on the show who do channel a pet, so they do channel it. Right, uh, Nancy yeah. Mello, I think, was on your show. Yeah. Yes, she was. She was amazing. Yeah. Oh, and there's a dog bar. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> They're like, hello. <laughs> it's really interesting how your departed loved ones can manipulate electronics too. Right. Um, I, yeah, I had a story of my, my great aunt. Also, after she did pass, one of my podcast listeners sent me a YouTube video of a song and she said this song um, it reminded me of you because she knew my aunt had passed mm -hmm. and it was a song called look for me about like when you cross over like I'll be there too and I had my phone sorry about that that's all good <laughs> I had my phone uh, just sitting on my bed and it was locked the screen was locked it's my phone and I walked out of the room and I began to hear music. And I thought, that's interesting right. because I didn't have any playing and then my phone was locked. And you know, you have to have the face recognition right. to open the phone or put in a, a passcode. And I hadn't done either of those things. And I walk into my room and the, the song she sent me was playing on my phone. And I was like, okay. That's interesting. Thank you for that sign. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we've had many, many interferences over this podcast platform over the past few months. Yeah, I think uh, I one of our one of our guests and Helen heard a man's voice, right, Helen? Or or like like a like cough breath? or something. Yeah, or a yeah, breath. Yeah. breath. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. yeah. And sometimes I'll just I saw it looked like orb that floated in front of you a little bit earlier oh. on in the podcast and I've had that happen to me when I do I used to do Facebook lives all of the time where I would do card readings for people and when I would do that I inevitably people would comment there's an orb right by your head or there are orbs okay well that makes sense <laughs> I love it we're always supported you know, I think that's something we don't remember often. So I've been trying to live by remembering that. And it it allows us to tap into that energy of love that we all are, like, way easier. Yeah, definitely. And 
if you ever don't feel like that, if you ever are having a difficult time, all you have to do is just say, show me you're here, mm. you know, show me your presence or allow me to feel it and amazing things will happen. That's awesome. Um, I want to ask, and you can say no, um, if you could channel something for our listeners as we end the podcast. Okay. And we'll see what comes up for me. So uh, again, I always start with kind of an mm -hmm. opening prayer. So I'll start with that. All right. Father God, Archangels, Ascended Masters, Angels and Guides, I ask that you would give me a message for the collective, something that helps them for their highest and best good. Thank you. So what I just got was we want you to not take life so seriously. Life is supposed to be joyful. And too many of you are out there sweating the small stuff, getting stressed out. And we want you to know that life should be easier. You need to be more in the flow of life instead of always trying to control everything. Allow yourself to give up that control once in a while. Allow us to move through you to come in and move things for you and that's really life should be more joyful amazing words from melissa oatman so melissa this is the now what section of the episode and we'd love to hear what are your final shares for the listeners that you would like them to walk away with so uh, I guess the biggest thing I would like people to walk away with is to just allow some of that fear of the unknown to like just dissipate. I think um, we get so bogged down in, okay, what happens next? Where are we going? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Just relax. And it's okay to not have all of the answers all of the time. Start trusting your intuition more. Start trusting the universe more that if it's meant for you, it will be brought to you. And I know the channel message earlier was all about being in the flow. We'll release, release the need to know everything, to control everything, to be everything. Just live a life of ease. Just be easier on yourself, gentle with yourself. We're living through really, really tough times right now. The energies are so difficult. Just relax. <laughs> Just be gentle and <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Thank you, Melissa, for those words. And where can the listeners find you? You can find me pretty much everywhere. <laughs> but I have a website, MelissaOpen.com. And there you can find everything. But my podcast, Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, is available anywhere podcasts are available. And my book, Beautifully Broken, is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Goodreads. But that website, it gives you all of the links to my social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, pretty much everywhere, like I said. I'll make sure to put all the info in the show notes. Thank you, Melissa. That was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. If you like this episode, please subscribe. I'm your host, JR. And I'm your host, Helen. Join us over on Discord so that we can talk more things about channeling. Till next time, yes. everyone.
next time. See ya.